Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Here we are on Friday, and wow, what a way to end the week. Holy smokes, we have the QAnon shaman being released from prison, well, at least into a halfway house in transition until he gets entirely released in May. We have the President of the United States, Donald Trump, being indicted on the same day, coincidentally. We have trans activists being extremists. We have school shootings happening. We have utter total chaos. We have the Bill of Rights being destroyed. We have free speech being destroyed. We got the first, second, fourth, and fifth amendment. When I'm talking the Bill of Rights, we're going to go into each one of those and how they're being recklessly abandoned by the radical left. And, uh, you know, it just seems like no matter what, it's becoming more and more obvious that they have they have weaponized their party and government agencies and activist judges who were supported by Soros. And I'm not talking just Trump. We're going to get into Trump today. Oh, don't worry about that. We're going to talk about President Donald Trump and about what's going on there and how I believe it's going to solidify the the the, the Republican Party and the voting base. I think what they don't understand is that the the Republican Party and Trump is not a person, okay? Trump represents the heart of America, represents a large chunk of America that, yeah, wants to make America great again, that thinks that we should be the best, that American exceptionalism is a wonderful thing, that world dominance is a good thing, that independent energy independence is a good thing. Law and order is a good thing. These are great things. And yet the left will have you believe that just because we think those are great things, that they're not. And again, I've said this before, pretty much anything that the Democrats say, you can completely dismiss. They're projecting, they're talking about themselves. If they're accusing conservatives of doing it and accusing you of doing it, they're talking about themselves. I've also said that we're in a battle of good and evil. I've said this many times over the last... Oh, we're going going on 300 episodes now. Hard to believe. But we have some breaking news that came out just as I was getting ready to go on the air. My wife came down and she handed me a note. She said that Douglas Mackey has been convicted. And, and I hope that everyone who's listening to the show knows who Douglas Mackey is. If you don't, he's basically, uh, this is a huge case of of suppression of free speech. This is a person who during the 2016 election cycle he put some memes out. He, he, he's, he's a comedian. He's a funny guy. He put out some memes that were derogatory. Well, I guess one could say they were, they were derogatory toward Hillary Clinton. But you know what? They're political cartoons. They're political memes. That's what it's, it's done on both sides. Right? It's always done on both sides. It's funny. It's satire. It's not meant to be taken serious. But they decided to make an example out of this guy and put him on trial for election interference. Why? Well, let's give you a little bit of background on this case here. The federal criminal trial of a man called Douglas Mackey began this week in Brooklyn. It's the single greatest assault on free speech and human rights in this country's modern history. The Biden administration is trying to send a man to prison for saying things they don't like and create a precedent so they can do it to you too. Here's the background. During the 2016 presidential campaign, Mackey posted memes that made fun of Hillary Clinton and her supporters. 
One of them on Twitter read this way, quote, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925. That was obviously a joke and everyone knew it was a joke. But the FBI, which probably has nothing else to do, tracked down several people who texted that number in Mackey's meme. None of them remembered even doing it. That's according to discovery in the case. So there's no victim here. No one was fooled by what Mackey did. And yet days after Biden took office, four years after Mackey posted that meme, the feds arrested him and they charged him with conspiring to interfere with the rights of American citizens. He'd go to jail for 10 years for that. That means if you crack a joke on the Internet that Democrats don't like, federal prosecutors get to decide you're interfering with an election. It's hard to imagine a more Soviet prosecution than this, but it gets worse. The DOJ's key witness against Mackey is a member of Mackey's group chat from seven years ago. But DOJ will not let his lawyers, Mackey's lawyers, conduct a full cross-examination of that witness because he works for the FBI. Isn't it interesting how the FBI seems to be involved in all of these cases of free speech suppression in this country? Whether it's on social media, whether it's in the Douglas Mackey case, it seems like the FBI has been weaponized by the left to control the speech and propagandize everything that's done to control what we under what we hear, what we're exposed to. But here's a guy who who made a funny meme, and it was funny. Nobody was fooled by it. People didn't think they were going to be able to text to vote for Hillary, and they arrested him charged him, and now he's been found guilty. He could face up to 10 years in prison. And I've said this before, too. This is not, it's not about Douglas Mackey. All these, it's not about Donald Trump. This is about intimidating conservatives in general so that we know that if you oppose the narrative, if you oppose the Democrat Party, if you oppose totalitarianism in this country, then you, too, may end up in a courtroom. You, too, may end up in the J6 gulag. You, too, might get arrested for creating a political meme that was meant to be a joke and putting it out there on social media. And more and more, in the case of, of public opinion, people, you know, the Fifth Amendment, where we have the presumption of innocence until proven guilty, is becoming less true. Like other parts of the Constitution, the left and activist judges continue to trample on it. And the populace, I can't believe when I look at my social medias and I look at my, my inbox, how many people are celebrating and happy and, and they've already convicted Trump in their minds. They've already decided that he's guilty. Finally, the criminal's in jail or finally the criminal's been indicted. And how many people are just willing to, to chip away at one of the foundations of this country, the foundations that this country was founded on, which is the presumption of innocence, Right. Even Nancy Pelosi seems to have forgotten. The grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law, and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence, Nancy said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, everybody has the right to a trial to prove they're innocent? This is 
a senior member of Congress, someone who has been Speaker of the House for much of her career, somebody who is considered by many, not me, a, a great leader of, of the United States. And of course, everybody comes to her defense. Oh, she just, that was a mistake. She didn't mean to say it. Da, 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 da. No, she did mean to say it. She said the quiet part out loud. It was a Freudian slip. She put it out there. Or one of her aides did. Either way, it's how they think. Is that you're not, there's no longer a presumption of innocence. You are guilty. If you're a conservative, you are guilty until you prove yourself innocent. And even then, even once you prove yourself innocent, even once you prove that the Russian collusion was a hoax, even once you prove that the real election interference in 2016 was the FBI, or 2020 was, was the, the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop, even when you prove that the Ukraine phone call was innocent, even with all that, you're still guilty. You may not have been convicted of it in a court of law, but you're certainly convicted of it in the liberal sphere of, of, uh, of public opinion. In 2005, though, Nancy Pelosi said this. I think that Mr. DeLay is innocent until proven guilty. I think that it's up to, it's, the, the issue is in the court. So what happened between 2005 and today? Well, I'll tell you what, t- told you what I think happened is evil happened. Evil happened. Matt Gates spoke out, and I'm going to just play a few clips of what Bragg is doing as far as subverting the, uh, well, the Fifth Amendment, the First Amendment. It's, check this out. Well, not only did Joe Biden not put out a message to bring the temperature down, he functionally gaslit this indictment by saying that extreme MAGA Republicans were dangerous. Remember, it's Biden's government that we are currently investigating for supercharging the notion of domestic violent extremism. We found cases of the FBI cooking the books to try to get every American to think that the person next to them with a pro-Trump bumper sticker is somehow dangerous or evil. And when Biden did that, it created a permission structure, not only for Alvin Bragg, but for the corrupt left-leaning prosecutors in Fulton County and even for the special counsel to try to lash together anything. Remember, this is a novel legal theory. You're talking about a misdemeanor that has to get bootstrapped onto election law in a way I've never seen before. And Alvin Bragg made this promise in his campaign. He told New York voters that he had sued Trump a hundred times and that if he got in that position, he would continue... So Bragg is a piece of shit, okay? He has sued Trump over 100 times, bragged about it. Campaign running for the DA saying that if he were elected, he would go after Donald J. Trump. And then he spent his entire time in office doing it. This is nothing more than political persecution. He was a million dollars funded by George Soros during his campaign. This is a matter of public record. I'm not just saying this. People aren't just making this up. But when you have a a party who believes it's okay to go after your political rivals simply because they're your competition, we've now descended to third world status. We've now descended into banana republic territory where you can charge, arrest, and imprison your political opponents simply because 
they're your opponents. Not because they broke any law. Keep in mind, this was a misdemeanor. And the one question you really need to ask yourself, the the this is this is kind of what I I ask people and talk to people about the last day is if this were anybody but Donald J. Trump, if this were anybody but the orange man, would any prosecutor or DA and in particular Bragg have gone after them to the same extent of conducting a grand jury and pushing for an indictment of the person. No serious person can answer that as yes, which just shows this was absolutely political. There are two levels of justice. It's not equal justice, as they keep saying. They, oh, no one is above the law. Really? So make sure you ask yourself that. Ask your friends that, too, if they bring it up. Would any other person other than Donald J. Trump have been charged for what's happening right now by any DA or prosecutor in the country? Remember, this, was, this case was turned down multiple times, including at the federal level. But then you get this Soros-funded uh, puppet in New York who decided to go after it. So they wanted him to come to, jeez, uh, <laughs> I can't even, this is just crazy. So they wanted him to come today, the day after the indictment, to New York to be arraigned. And the Secret Service said, um, no, that's not happening. You, you can't just, this is a president of the United States. He has Secret Service protection. There are people who want to kill him. And they're promoted by the left and even by Joe Biden. Yeah, we're yeah, sure, we'll just we'll be there tomorrow. And they knew they weren't going to be able to make it, but it's just another piece of political theater to try to make Trump look bad. But people aren't fooled. I think people are smarter. I think even the dimwit Democrats that are out there being idiots with their heads in the sand and that anything that Orange Man does is bad, I think that even they can feel something is not right here, that something is not kosher. Oh, don't call me an anti-Semite just because I said kosher. Good grief. It's a figure of speech, okay? So the Secret Service said no. And one of the things, what, what did Trump have to say? Check this out. Trump came out with a statement. He said, this is political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history, Trump said, from the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower, and even, I wish I could do a Sean Fresh imitation. Anyway, and even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of the hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make American Great Again movement. The Democrats have lied, cheated, and stolen in their obsession with the get Trump but they've done the unthinkable, indicting a completely innocent person in an act of blatant election interference. Never before in our nation's history has this been done. They're weaponizing the justice system, and he's absolutely right. 100%. This is the beginning of election interference 2024. And this is what the Democrats do. And it's why wouldn't they? Because it's been working. And this is why... I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about for a good segment of this show. And that is 
Enough is enough. Okay? Republicans need to, to, to grow some cajones and they need to stop allowing this sort of thing to happen. You have too many rhinos. I mean, this was, this was, uh, I'm not a big fan. Uh, excuse me, I'm a big fan of him. That wasn't what I, that wasn't the slide I was trying to pull up. I'm not a big fan of Lindsey Graham at all. I think he's, I think he's a rhino. I think he blows with the political winds. And I think this is a prime example of why Democrats continue to do what they're doing because there's no consequences. And Lindsey was trying to make a joke here, and I get it. But he doesn't mean it. There's no substance or meat behind it. He tweeted, on the way to the DA's office on Tuesday, Trump should smash some windows, rob a few shops, and punch a cop. He would be released immediately. And I get the irony he's trying to pull off, but he's doing it because it's politically expedient and he knows that he can stand up behind Trump. But the fact is, when the rubber hits the road, he never has. Lindsey Graham does whatever is best for Lindsey Graham, period. He doesn't do what's best for the American people. He doesn't do what's best for this country. Lindsey Graham does what's best for Lindsey Graham. So does Mitch McConnell. So do so many of the other sleazeballs back there in Washington, D.C. Fortunately, we have the, we have the Freedom Caucus with, with the likes of Bob, Bobbert and, and Matt Gates and, and Green. And, uh, and hopefully soon, this man right here, Joe Kent, American first candidate from Washington State in the third district, he just missed out by less than 1% from beating an, an absolute, uh, well, a, a Republican Party, uh, Washington State Republican Party endorsed rhino. And he had this say, those cheering on the persecution of their political rivals by our justice system are making a foolish gamble, not just morally, but practically as well. An authoritarian system eventually comes for everyone. And that's what these lefties don't understand. The ones cheering this on, the ones partying last night, the one popping champagne, is that this is just the beginning. Trump once said, they're not coming for me, they're coming for you. And eventually a system like this will eat everybody. It comes for everyone, not just conservatives, not just liberals. It gets down to a system of the haves and the have-nots, the pretty people and the ugly people, the elites and the peasants. That's why they love the idea of a global world order. That's why they love the idea of a great reset. This is why they love the Green New Bullshit deal. Is because it places the power and control in the hands of a small select group of people of their choosing and everybody else just needs to do what they say because if you don't, you're bad. You're a white supremacist. You're a domestic terrorist. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You might even be an election interferer if you make a meme they don't agree with and they could charge you with a crime. And find you guilty. Speaker McCarthy, I'm pleasantly surprised with. This is a man I would have put in Lindsey Graham's category not that long ago. But thanks to the Freedom Caucus in, in, the, in the Congress, he was, in order to become Speaker, I think that he had a little wake-up call. I'd like to hope that he did. He said the American people will not tolerate this injustice and the House of Representatives will hold Alvin Bragg and his unprecedented abuse of power to account. I hope you do. 
Speaker McCarthy, I hope that that is not just hot air. I hope you're not just trying to hang on to, to the different factions of your party there in the House. I hope you put some teeth behind it because that's the problem with the Republican Party. They sit there and they bow to... I mean, I mean look, what, look what the left has done. They locked up Julian Assange, Andrew Tate, Steve Bannon, General Flynn, 1,000 plus J6 protesters, and now President Trump. Their message is clear. If you challenge the regime, we will destroy you. And I'll take that one step further. They, they, they actually want to do more than destroy you. They like to, to have you dead. The problem with Republicans is they're too, we're too mellow. We're too, we're too civilized. Okay, at least the leadership. And they need to they need to get off their ass and actually do something and start enforcing. You know, one of the things that Trump did, he made some mistakes. He under, underestimated the swamp when he came in and how deep it was. He placed trust, I think, in many people that he should not have that undermined him and his presidency. And he didn't clean house. He didn't cut deep enough. He didn't cut fast enough. And by the time he went through his learning curve and realized that that was the case, it was too late. They already had the game. They already had the game put together for 2020 in order to beat him. His first mistake, he said he campaigned to a large extent on holding Hillary Clinton accountable for her crimes. And then after he gets inaugurated and gets into office, someone got a hold of his ear. Someone told him we can't do that or this, maybe he planned it all along. He came out and said, you know, no, we're not going to, we're not going to prosecute Hillary or we're not going to hold investigations because we're above that. Where did that get you? We're not going to go after Joe Biden too hard after he was elected because, well, now he's a president. We need to respect that. You see, Hillary Clinton should have been chased. We had, we had control of the House, Senate, and the White House. And unfortunately, we had Paul Ryan, a snake in the grass, a traitor to this country, a traitor to the American people. Perhaps the ultimate rhino that there ever was, as far as, far as a Bush Republican man, he is the definition, he's the poster boy. Hillary Clinton should have been examined with a fine-tooth comb. They should have, that's kind of gross to think about, isn't it? But she should have gone. She should have been, there should have been congressional hearings. She should have been required to attend. And they should have built a case. They should have found a DA in a Republican district, a Republican-appointed and back judge, and they should have prosecuted her. Because we need to start fighting fire with fire. If we don't, we're done. If we don't get down there in the trenches with them, if we don't play by the same set of rules, we're done. So it's time to get mean. It's time to get dirty. It's time to take the gloves off. It's time to go after these pieces of shit, these American traitors, these communists, for exactly what they are. And I'm not calling for violence. I'm talking about being smarter, being more ruthless 
in the political game, being more ruthless in the trenches, and doing the same crap that they're doing. Because again, if you don't, you're done. This lays it out perfectly. Dems, let's start riots across the USA. We're talking 2020. The GOP, here comes a strongly worded letter. Dems, let's forcibly inject you with drugs. The GOP, we might hold hearings. Democrats, let's arrest Trump. The GOP, did you get our last letter? I'm tired of words. The Republican Party has been the party of inaction for far too long. Oh, they talk a good talk and they they go out there in front of the cameras and they give their sound bites. And then nothing happens. They never follow through. I want to see some investigations. I want to see some hearings. I want to see people dragged before Congress to testify in the same fashion that the Democrats made Republicans do that. I want to see Hunter Biden in jail. I want to see Joe Biden held accountable and his family for receiving millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. Speaker McCarthy, Matt Gates. Do it. You've got nothing to lose except this country and the support of the people who currently support you. Gloves off, man. And if you can dig up any dirt on these people, put it out there in the press every single day, all day long, every day. Even Mike Pence came out and said, said that, you know, this was this was wrong and it needs to be corrected. Raheem Kassam said this. I, I've I've used this interview, I think, earlier in the week on a show, but but this is just so true. Check it out. Well, I mean, your father wouldn't like me saying this, but we have to stop being so fucking nice. <laughs> you know? like, we, we do. It's hard to believe. He's the nice guy. Remember, he was the guy who was going to start World War III. He wants peace, and now he's the nice guy. So I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's the nice guy who doesn't like swearing, and I'm, you know, and I'm saying we have to stop being so fucking nice. I, I just. Yeah, I agree. We do need to stop being so fucking nice. Exactly what I've been saying. All right, I think we get the point of what's going on here. I think we get the point, this political persecution that the Democrat Party goes after their political rivals. I stand with Trump. I'll say what I've said before, and that is Trump is the only person right now that can fix this country. He's the only person who will walk through fire, who will go straight into the den and try to fix what's wrong. He's the only person who's got the guts and the balls to do it. Now, if he doesn't win the primary, of course, I'm going to support whoever does on the Republican ticket. I just don't think that we have a better chance or another opportunity in the foreseeable future to correct some of the travesties and some of the perversions of our system that have happened. All right, here's the weird part of the show before we move on to the next topic here. Um, Let's check this out. Joe Biden, I don't know how he gets away with it, but here he is again. The town of Rolling Stone will be back and will be with you every step of the way. And I, what did I say? I I didn't, 
I said, Rolling Fork, Rolling Stone. I got my mind going here. Oh, oh no. He's got his mind going. Oh, shit. He's, he's in Rolling Fork, a town called Rolling Fork. He called it Rolling Stone. God. We just continue to put him out there, and the world continues to watch and laugh. It's pathetic. Okay, moving on now to the next topic I want to take a look at real quick because it is still super relevant. And more importantly, it's look at how the left is hijacked. Six people at a Christian school of a church were killed by a radical trans terrorist. And yet, what they're doing is coming out in support of the trans terrorist. Somehow, the trans terrorist kills Christians, and it's the trans terrorist that celebrated and defended and protected. It's really very sad. I saw this today, and I about puked. Madonna, after a trans terrorist goes in and kills six people at a Christian school, followers of Christ and believers in truth and justice, innocent children, less than a week after this happens, Madonna announces that she'll be doing a benefit show in Nashville benefiting trans rights. This person is evil. They're despicable. They're disgusting. Look at her face. I think she's a demon. I think there's a demon inside there. Now, she's always been controversial, but this is, this is more. This is worse than that. This is worse than a pointy, you know, bikini top in a skanky video. This is, this is true evil. Bob and I will see you from the stage in Nashville where we will celebrate the beauty that is the queer community. What? Is she tone deaf? What in the hell is going on here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the victims. All right. They're the victims. And Karine Jean-Pierre, the worst secretary in the history of the world, gets up on her soapbox. I know some of you have seen this clip, but it's, it's relevant, so I'm going to play it again. Check and it one out. One of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful. It is disturbing. And uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. Our hearts go out to the trans community who's under attack. It was a member of the trans community that just fucking killed six people. What about the Christian community? Well, how come your heart doesn't go out to the Christian community? Why? Because you're evil. Useful idiots. Saul Alinsky reference. You can go check it out if you want. He wrote a book called Rules of Radicals, and that's exactly what we're living right now. This was in the Tennessee State Capitol. 
here's how peaceful and wonderful these queers and gun and and trans and gun grabbers are. Nice, right? Certainly, mostly peaceful. I'm sure somebody would describe it as that. Maybe CNN. Now, the, the story is still developing on this. There were some members of Congress in Tennessee, of the House, that uh, the state uh, Congress, that were encouraging these. They were on blowhorns. You know, what do we want? Gun control. When do we want it? Now. Okay. These were, these were actual elected representatives, and they are being, there, there is a uh, rules bill being pushed forward through the House right now to expel these people from Congress, and they should be. And they should be. Radicalism is permeating our political sphere and our society in a way that, frankly, is is pretty scary. And I hope that uh, hope that the GOP party and that those are leaders, those that we elect to represent us, those American first people in the Freedom Caucus, I hope that they will do the things that need to be done and take the steps that need to be taken to put this country back on the right path. We are on the edge. Make no mistake. Make no mistake about it. Here's the none better take of the day. There's one thing you need to ask yourself and one thing that every person should ask themselves. And that is, if it were anybody other than Donald J. Trump, the orange man himself, if it were anybody else in this country, would a DA in New York City be going after them for the same crime that they are accusing Trump of. No serious person can answer that question, yes. If you, if you actually believe that the DA of New York would go after any other person who did the exact same thing that they're accusing Trump of having done, with the same zealousness and vengeance that they're going after Trump, if anybody actually thinks that, you're just, you're not too smart of a person. And uh, so ask yourself that question. And, and obviously the answer is no. So then the conclusion is quite obviously that it's politically motivated, that they're going after a political opponent, the front runner for the GOP, the person who will run against Joe Biden or whoever the Democrats put out there if Joe can't handle it anymore. It's election interference. You see, they're already starting the election interference of 2024. And they still have, think about this. So this, this is in New York. They still have the Georgia case sitting out there. And this is probably going to embolden them to do that. They still have the Department of Justice an open investigation at the federal level on the, on the so-called you know, top secret documents that they took from Mar-a-Lago in the raid. 
They've got all this stuff stacked up. And mark my words, I, I said, I said this months ago, that Donald Trump would be indicted. Without a doubt that he would be indicted. And here it's come to pass. I didn't go pull up the the, the episodes or or the you know the clips from when I said that because I don't I'm not going to put clips of myself on my own show that'd be ridiculous. But I said that, and I knew it. And they don't need to convict him. All they need to do is wrap him up and interfere in the election process of 24 and stifle his campaign so much that he cannot effectively put up a good campaign and become elected. Now is a time for patriots to support your people. Now is a time, I mean, Douglas Mackey, he's in, he could go to prison. Look him up. Donate some money to his defense. It's all on donation. January 6th, same thing. Donate some money to their defense. Become active in your community. Become active in your political process. If you believe in this country and if you want it to survive, it's time to get off the couch. It's time to get out there and do something. And I'm not talking, I mean, if you want to protest, if that's your thing, go ahead. But there's other things you can do. Go to your school board meetings. Go to your county council meetings. Go down and give testimony in front of your state congress. Or Yeah. You don't have to get involved on a national level. There are plenty of things you can do locally to help the America first purpose and to help this country and to get us back on the right course. So I would encourage everybody to do that. We all have our talents and skills. So figure out where those are transferable and then apply it. It's not that hard. Maybe you can write letters. Maybe you can send emails. Maybe you can take two or three friends with you to vote in 2024 that otherwise would not have voted. That's all I'm asking. And that's what we need to do. Or this country's done. Either we do what needs to be done or we let the commies take over. It's really our choice. We do have the power. It's time to exercise it. This has been the Nun Report. Thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on the radio, renegaderadio.com, or on any of the podcast channels, please check me out on rumble.com slash the Nun Report. I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS. Just go to my website, thenunreport.com, one stop, one shop. You can click into everything right there. It's really easy, right? Everyone's pretty tech savvy nowadays. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.